Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, September 20th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle, very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book, let's start off with some mildly bad news for the Buckeyes. Tyreek Smith, as Ryan Day confirmed yesterday, has a, quote, new injury. Uh, we know he had the off-season surgery on his groin. This, uh, you know, looked like he banged up his shoulder, um, you know, maybe his, his upper arm in, in some way. Against Indiana last week, you know, the good news is Ohio State has the best defensive end in the country in Chase Young and pretty good depth there. Uh, but, they had, you know, they're down a couple other guys, you know, Jonathan Cooper. You know, we'll see what's going on with him. Tyler Friday has been in and out. Uh, but Tyreek Smith is probably going to be out this week, probably longer than that. We'll find out later today when the status report comes out. Just your thoughts on the Tyreek Smith situation, Jay Book. Yeah, you really hate to hear that. He's a guy that has flashed – uh, when he's been out there on the field, I know that he had that injury earlier to set him back. Um, he had surgery in the off season, and then he missed that first game. So with this new injury popping up, you're hoping and uh, fingers crossed that it's not too serious, that he's able to get the time that he needs to recover and get back, especially once we start to hit the meat of the Big Ten schedule because they're going to need him. Obviously, teams are going to start keying in on Chase Young. I think Tyree – Smith also provides that element from the pass rushing uh, defensive ends that you want to see who's going to be able to get after the quarterback. Um, so hopefully the best, we're hoping for the best, that the injury is not too severe and he can get back on the field as quickly as possible. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I have mixed emotions. It's like they're loaded at the end. They got a guy that's going to be like, you know, he could just quit playing right now. He'd be a top two NFL draft pick and Chase Young. He's going to be a star in the NFL. Um, they got good depth there. A guy that we're going to talk more about in a minute, Jay Sean Cornell, is helping out there. Hopefully, they'll get Jonathan Cooper back. Another guy, we're, you know, we'll get. We'll talk more about. They got Tyler Friday. They got Javante Jean Baptiste. They've got Zach Harrison. But Tyreek Smith, Jay Book, is a guy that all the guys over there, coaches and players, are like. This guy is a future star, and you know, could be a star this year. Um, obviously, this week's not a big deal against Miami of Ohio, but. Um, Hopefully he'll be back, like you said, and there'll be no worries. But if they do lose a guy like Tyree Smith, despite the you know the star power of Chase Young and some of the depth they have, how big of a loss would that be for this team? I don't think it's going to be a tremendous um, loss, considering how deep this team is um, on that defensive line. Larry Johnson, he will get guys ready, but he's a big talent. He's a big time talent. I think he has the ability to be the next future NFL uh, guy from Larry Johnson's group that will probably go in the first two rounds as long as he can stay healthy throughout his career because he has that type of explosive first step. Um, anytime you can have a premier pass rusher on the field, you obviously want that. Um, if he can't go, he's going to be out for a significant amount of time. I do feel pretty good still about that group, especially with Cooper looking like he's going to be coming back pretty soon. But those younger guys have flashed and shown that they can get the job done. And then you also have steady Eddie J. Sean Cornell uh, there, the veteran, 
um, who's a war daddy who's been in the trenches for quite a bit of time. Uh, he's going to be able to hold down the fort if need be. Yeah, Jonathan Cooper, um, I mean, we'll find out later today uh, when they release the status report as they do every Friday. Um, you know, We'll learn more about Tyree Smith, I'm sure, uh, from what we're hearing. Tyree Smith will be ruled out. Uh, maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll say game time decision. That'd be that'd be best case scenario, I think, at this point for Tyreek Smith. But Jonathan Cooper, um, from what I'm hearing, he probably could play this week. He has a high ankle sprain. For those that are wondering, that's why he hasn't played yet this year. High ankle sprain. They're actually they were very relieved that it wasn't worse than that. Um, but I think next week, Jay Book is what we can target for a return for Jonathan Cooper. I'm not saying that's etched in stone or anything, but just that's just my opinion, you know, just from everything, just kind of reading between the lines and everything, just uh, what are you hearing about Jonathan Cooper, and do you think we might see him next week against the Nebraska Cornhuskers? Yeah, I don't think there's a need to rush him right now, especially against Miami. Um, they should win that game going away, but as we start the Big Ten schedule, I think that's when you're going to start needing that veteran leadership, uh, playing on the road in Nebraska, at nighttime, you will hope that you have Cooper back. I think uh, once he is back, you're not going to see a guy that's playing a ton of snaps. They're obviously going to want to ease him back in there. But just having his presence on the field in that huddle will be a big boost to this defense, especially with Tyreek Smith uh, a little nicked up here. So if you can get Cooper back, uh, then I think that's going to be a, a tremendous uh, boost for the defense. And if you can get all of those guys healthy playing together at one time, it's going to be hell on wheels. Yeah, I love this D-line. I mean, they're so deep at D-tackle. I mean, I know they have depth issues at uh, defensive end right now. And one more defensive end I want to ask you about. Really, he's a D-tackle and a defensive end, as we talked about earlier. Jay Sean Cornell is a fifth-year senior. Um, has really stepped up. I mean, he was in line to start at the three-tech D-tackle. Um, they had all the injuries at, at defensive end that we've been talking about, so he's moved over to, to defensive ends and playing well there. Um, I mean, it's just so such a luxury to have three fifth-year seniors on the defensive line with B.B. Landers and Davon Hamilton and Jason Cornell. But focus on Jason Cornell, a guy that doesn't get enough love. Um, man, is he stepping up, and he looks good. He's not just like – still in a void and, like, holding his own out there. He, he's making plays, and he looks really good. He's a guy that can, you know, again, can play D-tackle or defensive end like he is right now. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he's playing his best football as a Buckeye right now, um, and it's coming at, at the most opportune time. The one thing you really have to like about Cornell is he's a selfless football player. Um, throughout his career, he's kind of bounced back and forth, go inside, go outside. Um, put on weight, drop weight. He never once complained. The guy just did what he needed to do to help this football team out, and that's what you're seeing right now. And it's really starting to pay off for him. I'm I'm really happy for him and excited that his best football is right now in front of him. Um, and I think they have a, he's going to have a role going forward on this football team. He's a leader. Um, he has a lot of snaps under his belt. So just being able to have his presence there to help those younger guys, uh, it can't be stated enough, especially when you have the talent in Zach Harrison and uh, Tyler Friday, those type of guys, and Baptiste, um, just having them having a, a mentor like a Jay Sean Cornell, showing them how to be uh, a professional when it comes to playing at a high level in college and how to take care of yourselves and being selfless for the team. Those are all tremendous attributes that he brings to the table. 
Yeah, it's so good to see. I still remember when he was ranked, you know, for a brief period of time as the number one overall player in the country. Um, you know, he was a five-star kid, and then, you know, he slowly, you know, he moved all the way down to a high four-star, you know, just maybe like the 50th best player in the entire country. But uh, it's great to see him, um, you know, live up to that, that high ranking now. The light coming on as a fifth-year senior for Jay Sean Cornell, and then some. All right, um, Ohio State versus Miami University tomorrow. Buckeyes favored by almost 50 points. <laughs> um, what are you looking for, forward to the most tomorrow? Is it just seeing some of the young guys? Maybe just what, what are you looking forward to the most tomorrow? I just want to see that killer instinct continue on as we head into Nebraska. Right now, um, this Ohio State team is making a statement nationwide by their play on the field. These guys, they've been playing some disciplined football, aggressive football. Um, they've taken care of the football when it comes to turnovers and the defense is swarming. It's looking like the Silver Bullets has the chance to be back. I'm going to hold that until we see what they do against Nebraska. But if you tell me five games in uh, that this defense is playing the way they're playing, I will, I will be absolutely ecstatic. So for me, just continue to thump the teams that you're supposed to thump. So Miami, as their coach like to say, uh, Ohio State had the first 85 picks on the playground, so they should go out there and treat it as such. No doubt about it. All right, another big game tomorrow. Well, uh, a big game tomorrow. I don't know if it's another big game. Cause Ohio State-Miami only to us is a big game. But Michigan at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's only favored by three and a half points. I thought it would be more than that. Um how do you see this in playing out tomorrow, the Wolverines at the Badgers? Ooh-wee, this is going to be a good one, Dave, I tell you. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of state at this game because I think uh, Wisconsin, they have some payback in their mind uh, from last year. Uh, Michigan got the best of them, but you also have a Michigan program and a team that I feel, even though they're, even though they're 2-0, and they're on the ropes. They have to come – out and perform at a high level. I tweeted it out yesterday. I think this is a pivotal moment for Michigan and Jim Harbaugh and that entire football program because if they come out and lay an egg again against a nationally ranked uh, opponent, the national critics, they're going to be relentless. It's already pretty loud after the way they looked against Army and they coming out dumping their chests in the preseason once again, claiming that that they're going to be having speed and space. Now there's speculation that they're starting running back freshman. He's going to be questionable for the game with a knee scope, and other guys supposedly are banged up, and a lot of the fan base is starting to turn on Shea Patterson. So if they go up there to Camp Randall and, and they get they get ran out of there, then it's going, to be, it's going to be a lot of noise come Sunday and Monday, especially from the national media. But I, I think if Ohio State uh, really throttles Miami and you see a Michigan team struggle, it's just going to continue to build collectively in their psyche that Ohio State is the far superior program. Uh, so it, it's just going to further uh, reemphasize to the to the rest of the nation that Ohio State is separating from the pack here. So for Michigan's sake, they better go up there and handle their business. No more excuses. Jim Harbaugh was brought in to win championships, not just to be a, a, a nationally ranked program. You're there to win championships. And if they can't get it done, then all bets are off for him. Yeah, I can't wait to do that game tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun and, and very well said there. Last thing, coming into the season, um, I think 
most Buckeye fans, most followers of the program, have very high expectations for this team, and, and even for some of the position groups that maybe underperformed last year, linebacker, uh, and maybe some of the position groups that didn't have a lot of returning starters, offensive line with only one returning starter, although they did have Jonah Jackson transfer in, so it's kind of like they had two returning starters. Um, but those are the two biggest question marks, I think. Maybe some people had questions about Justin Fields, but I think in my mind, Jay Book, the two biggest questions for Buckeye fans coming into the season, linebackers and offensive line, very early, I know, three games and not against the best teams they're going to play. But so far, so good, and then some. I really like what I'm seeing out of the linebackers and the O-line. Um, what's the bigger story in your estimation? Is it the linebackers? Is it the O-line? Is it perhaps something else? To me, I think it's, it will be the linebackers because if you look at Ohio State and the, the history of the Silver Bullets, the staple of the defense has always been the linebackers. For years, we were spoiled by the linebacker play under Luke Fickle's um, tutelage. And then we had a, a, a drastic drop-off there with the Billy Davis era. And the fact that Al Washington has come in and has those guys playing at such a high level so early is a testament to him and getting his guys ready to go. So to me, I'm really, really um, surprised about how, how well they're playing this early. Uh, I knew they had the potential, and I thought it was going to be a situation where they got better as the season goes along, and they still can. Don't get me wrong, but I'm really, really happy about the way that they're playing out the gates, especially uh, Baron Brownie and, and Pete Warren. I think those are two guys that are really excelling there, and, and you're not seeing the big gashes. Now, all credit uh, to Stud in the offensive line because those guys are playing – um, some good football as well. They're really starting to gel. The one thing that you like about them is you're seeing the offensive linemen um, taking it upon themselves once again, saying that they want to change the culture and the mindset uh, that's been played about the offensive line at Ohio State for the last several years. So when you have guys buying in and they want to set the stage, especially for those younger guys, that right there is what it's all about because that tells me that's a culture thing there. Those are guys that are wanting to go to battle for each other, and they take pride in their work, and they take pride in excelling at their position. So I, I'm really happy uh, with Stud. I know uh, he's been you know, the, the message board whipping boy for quite a bit of time, um, and the play wasn't always where you wanted to be in the last couple of years, but I give him credit. So far, so good. Great insights, as always, from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book, and thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow, Bucknutters. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Greetings, Fantasy Warriors. I'm Heath Cummings, your guide to fantasy dominance on FFT Dynasty. Join me this offseason where mock drafts become epic showdowns and every pick shapes your legacy. If, if I was Adam with the team that he's built, Will Levis makes so much more sense. And that's not all. 
We're peeling back the curtain on the future with our exclusive 2024 NFL Draft Prospect Profiles. Uncover hidden gems that'll elevate your roster to legendary status. Puka Nakua. After Cooper Cup, we really have no idea who's going to get the targets. Keaton Mitchell of East Carolina. Explosive speed is ridiculous. This isn't just a podcast. It's a playbook for champions. Subscribe to FFT Dynasty now, and together, we'll conquer the fantasy football frontier. Your dynasty journey starts here.